Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. This one is going to be a fun one because I didn't have to do any work for it. That's right, this is a listener questions episode. And that means I asked all of my loyal listeners, aka I bothered all of my friends to swipe up on my Instagram story and give me questions. The topic here is there is no topic. I said, please, for the love of God, ask me a question about genuinely anything you can think of. So let's dive in. So the first one comes from my darling friend, Emma. It's a three-parter. So it goes anxiety in relationship, eating habits at school, and stress about the future. Okay, let's break this down. So to begin, anxiety in relationships, mm, definitely a tough one. Um, Me personally... In my current relationship, I have made it a priority to discuss the prevalence of my anxiety or lack thereof. As we know, I'm a firm believer in mental health therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, psychiatric care, all this stuff in that realm, but that is not to say that your partner is your therapist or psychiatrist. So I think it's important when navigating a relationship that you are having your needs met in terms of your problems with anxiety or what have you outside of the relationship so when you can come together in that relationship that other person is not let's say bearing the weight of your mental health issues because you haven't adequately dealt with them now i'm not saying don't tell your partner anything don't clue them in on your anxiety blah 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 I'm saying to be the best version of your partner's partner and to show up for them wholeheartedly, you have to do the work internally for yourself outside of that relationship so you can come together and be the best you. And your partner's going to be there if they're a good partner for you to support you. Say you're having a panic attack or something, like odds are they're going to understand and work through that with you take a shot for how many times I've said partner so far but at the end of the day if the person that you are sharing a relationship with doesn't understand your problems or troubles with anxiety mental health stuff like that then maybe they're not the right person for you when you love someone you are loving them wholeheartedly and accepting the entire spectrum of their qualities and supporting them through whatever battles and hardships they're experiencing. But what do I know? This is just my opinion. Everything I'm going to say in this episode is my opinion, and I'm not qualified in anything. All right, part two of that, eating habits at school. So that is also a toughie because I know living in a different environment, especially if you're new to college or you're having a hard time adjusting, eating habits can be really, really disrupted And that can turn into a problem if not dealt with appropriately. You know what I'm getting at here. So my advice on this one is get your weekly schedule, print it out if you need to, make a nice little Canva graphic of it, I don't care. Then fill in three times a day where you're going to be able to sit down and have a meal. I know you're busy, I don't care because you need to be nourished and eat. So figure out the time of day that you can have a good meal, I'm talking getting all the food groups, what have you, three times a day, 
and then where you can shove in a little snack time in between if you're hungry. Also, I would recommend finding out what places on campus work for you and don't work for you. If you know you're going to be eating chicken and your stomach's going to implode later in the day, maybe that's not for you. Maybe you're a Roots gal and you're like, hey, I like this. It feels good for my body. It nourishes me. Maybe I'll get that as my Friday night dinner or something. The same goes for grocery stores. Like, are you an Aldi gal? Are you a Whole Foods woman? Are you a Trader Joe's lady? Like, what's your truth? Figure that out too. And that will be helpful in shopping for the week, making meals for the week, getting all planned and situated. I also think that food is very subjective to the person, so I'm just giving advice from what I personally do, but picking up whatever eating habits fit you and your routine and your lifestyle best is the only thing I can recommend. Alright, final question from Emma was stress about the future. I don't do that anymore because I ruined my own life by being stressed 25-8. There wasn't a moment in my life I didn't feel stress and it was negatively impacting my body, my sleep, spirit, soul, whatever. Like it had taken over to the point where I was not me and I was a shell of human because I could not be present and could not live my life in a constructive way so I really had to overhaul all of that and really focus on presence and finding presence in every day and that's not to just say I don't I'm not forward thinking yeah of course I'm gonna look to the future and think hmm I wonder what's gonna happen but there is no point in stressing about what you can't control Because you are in control of right now, this very moment, what you're doing with your time in this very instant, and there is no use and benefit to your body, mind, and soul about worrying what's going to happen in five days, five months, five years, because you can't control. You have to trust that the universe, your higher power, whatever you believe in, is going to take you to where you need to be. You need to be a good person today, put in the work today that you want to do, wake up every day and say, hmm, am I living my morals out? Am I happy today? Ask yourself those questions when you wake up in the morning. Then live, live them out, you know? That is all a very long-winded way of saying there is no use in stressing about what you cannot control because the only thing that you have grasp of in this very second is this very second. So enjoy it, cherish it, live it, be present, and just have trust that everything will pan out the way it needs to. So there's no reason to stress. We are pivoting directions with the next one, but my friend Carly asked about DJing. So for my friends that may not know, I am a DJ. That sounds really silly to say because I am not very good. But I've mastered the art of pressing buttons in a convincing way to make people dance and laugh and applaud. So I picked up DJing in, I would say, August. I ordered a board. I'm connecting it to my tiny little JBL speaker and the headphones I got for my birthday like four years ago. And I just recently bought a new um, software. I use Serato Pro 
and I'm literally just going ham and having fun with it. I adore music and I always have loved music, so it's been like just a great hobby to pick up and I I cannot say enough great things about DJing. Try it if you want. I mean there's no loss to be had. I've also made a little come up from it too because I've gotten paid to do a set at a couple bars on campus. So that's been really fun and I never thought that would happen, but here we are. So I love DJing. I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you ever want to try it, don't be scared. You're going to be really annoyed at yourself, honestly. You're going to sit at your desk and be like, I can't make this sound good. Oh my God. But the more practice you put into it, the more you mess around with it. Like, it's just such a fun little social thing to do with your friends, to do at a pregame, to do when you're bored. Like, I just, I love doing it and I know you would too. Somebody is stomping upstairs, so apologies if you can hear that, but the next question is from my friend Maya. She asked, what or who is your creative muse and what inspires you creatively? This is the best question ever. So I would say one of my creative muses is Cardia Milan. She is an Australian model, podcaster, influencer, but she's very real um her podcast common chaos i've been listening to for a while but i found her on youtube when i was like 15 um she's huge into spirituality and wellness and fashion and just like the pureness of living your life right now she's put me on to so many like amazing books like the power of now insane rain so good um but she her entire aesthetic is just so admirable and I always am looking her up for creative inspiration. My friend Maddie Sloaf is also a huge fashion and photography inspiration to me. I always look in her account if I'm feeling stuck. Musically, I would say my inspirations are Dijon, Bon Iver, Phoebe Bridgers, Mount Joy, Q, Fred again, and a lot of just indie house alternative various facets of those three genres really inspire me i really want to do another episode on this because i feel like i don't have them all i love artistic displays of poetry there's a lot of carousels on tiktok um just compilating a bunch of people's art and There's so many gorgeous quotes that I take from a lot of the time. One of the quotes I've been loving is, if you keep forcefully attaching yourself to an experience that has already run its course, you'll perpetuate yourself into cyclical suffering. And that brings me to my next and final question from my friend Amina. Amina asked, how do you know when a relationship is no longer serving you, either a friendship or romantic? And how do you proceed to cut those out and step back when they're not right for you? I think that we go through seasons of life and you have to let go of what does not serve you. And that is so tough to do because we as humans want to be comfortable and stay where the comfort is. It's an innate thing that we want to do. But the only way you will grow is leaving 
this complacency and you're doing a disservice to yourself by staying in a state of complacency. So it's hurtful, but it's so worth it when you feel that your time with this person is up to leave. And that's not to negate all the time you've had in a romantic relationship or a friendship. You can still look fondly on those memories, but it's out of respect for yourself to know it was your time to go. So maybe you know when you start to feel overly tired and unfulfilled and that the time you're spending with this individual feels exhausting and like you're giving more than you're able to receive from this person. Maybe you're irritable or you have this insatiable longing for freedom or daydreaming of what if without this person or a new trajectory in life. You just don't feel like you deep down. And I think a lot of the time we ignore our bodies and what they're telling us. But this is one of those things where, like, if you feel this speaking to you, listen to it and follow it and worship it. All right, I'm finished with the woo stuff for now. For now. You're going to get more from me later in life. But I wanted to finish with this reading I found online. It goes, It is quite simple. Nothing that is meant for you will ever get away. Love deeply and without the need to possess or own. Let beautiful connections pass through you without attachment. Slam your heart into the people and places and the things that ignite something deep inside of your soul. And I promise, I promise, the right things will stay. You will never lose what is meant for you. Please don't ever forget that. All I can do is leave it at that because no words that I have to offer will ever top or amount to something like that. All right, that's all I have time for today, but there are so many more questions that I have and I want to answer, so this might become a more regular thing. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!